Welcome. This is Neil Grant, author of the book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. The paperback is for sale on my website, newgradadvice.com. Also, both the ebook and the paperback book are for sale on Amazon and other bookstores. My last podcast described prayer and how to simply carry out a conversation with God to praise Him and let Him know what's on your mind. Today's podcast is all about honesty, integrity, and purity, three basic characteristics that are important to God and will facilitate you having a deep relationship with Him. Do people trust you? Do you do what you say you will do? Do you act the same when you are with people as when you're alone? Are your thoughts and actions pure? These three traits are critical to the Christian and how each of us conducts our lives, which is all being part of our obedience to the will of God. Let's start talking about honesty. What does the Bible say about honesty? Honesty is truthfulness, being in the habit of making accurate, trustworthy statements about life, self, others, and God. No one can be consistently honest without a commitment to the truth, which is the word of God. A person who knows the truth, but for whatever reason says differently, is a liar. The Bible emphasizes the importance of making true statements about God. A liar is defined first and foremost as someone who denies that Jesus is the Christ, 1 John 2.22. And those who claim to know God but contradict him, add to his words, or refuse to follow or accept his commands are also called liars. Honesty is a sign of the Spirit's work in a person's soul. God cannot lie, Hebrews 6.18. Therefore, his presence in a person gives rise to truthfulness. God's people are honest, but humankind is not naturally honest. Psalm 116.11 Dishonesty may have worldly rewards. Lying can often be, been, bring financial gain, power, or temporary satisfaction. But the rewards come at a price, as dishonesty leads to more and more wickedness. Proverbs 17.4 While it is sometimes tempting to lie, dishonesty is never good for relationships. Speaking dishonest words in order to avoid conflict is flattery, Psalm 12.2. Again, at times, honesty will hurt the feelings of others. Wounds of a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses, Proverbs 27.6. That said, honesty should always be accompanied by gentleness. An honest person is motivated by love, not by an obsession with relaying accurate information, Proverbs 19.22. Above all, the honest person is concerned with telling the truth about God and fostering the spiritual growth of other people, Ephesians 4.29. Honesty seems to no longer be highly valued in our society. In recent years, we have seen that lying and deception are common practices among our governmental and business leaders. People seem to have taken an attitude that it's acceptable, as long as you get away with it and nobody finds out. The Bible, however, makes it plain that believers in Christ are expected to be truthful and sincere at all times. The need for Christians to be truthful is founded in the character of God himself. We are told that God cannot lie. Jesus Christ is described as the truth, and the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. 
Likewise, God's word is described as the word of truth. Satan, on the other hand, is described as the liar and the father of lies, and there's no truth in him. John 8, 44. Can being honest be costly? It could cost you your very life, but it does. If it does, it will only lead to glory. Jeremiah 15, 24. It could cause you pain because you might be punished for it. Proverbs 17, 26. Others might prey upon you for your honesty, but in the end, it is worth it. Isaiah 59. Telling the truth may not win you many friends. In fact, it might you might be hated as a result. It is better to be an enemy of man than an enemy of God. Early in my career as a project manager, I was confronted by my boss about a fairly innocuous item, and I vividly remembered that I was completely honest with him and was severely chastised for what I had done. Interestingly, he invited me out to lunch 10 minutes later, but I was still too ticked off at him to join him. But I learned another great lesson from this. He was chastising my work, not me. He knew well how to separate business from personal feelings, which stuck with me for many years. So don't take it personally when your boss or supervisor criticizes you. It's for your own good, and it's not trying to hurt you. It's about what you have done. I also remembered someone telling me earlier that if you lie to your boss and others, that you better have a good memory. You'll need to remember your first lie so you can tell it again when the occasion rises. I always felt it was much better and easier to constantly tell the truth than having to continue the stream of lies. Integrity. Closely associated with honesty is integrity. Integrity means thinking and doing what is right at all times, no matter the consequences. When you have integrity, you are willing to live by your standards and beliefs, even when no one is watching. Choose to live so that your thoughts and behavior are always in harmony with the gospel. Having integrity means that you are true to sound and godly principles and would not do anything that dishonors God or your values. It means that you have a moral compass and that you do not waver from this. A key test of integrity is what you do when you face adversity compared to what you do in times of prosperity. The virtue is exemplified in the lives of Daniel, Joseph, Job, and especially Jesus in the Bible. Daniel had an excellent spirit, and when his enemies investigated him, they found nothing wrong. They knew the only way they could trap him was to take, make him do wrong by asking him to sin against his God, which he would not do. He was then thrown into the lion's den, where God protected him. Joseph, he ran away from Potiphar's wife when she was inviting him into her home. Through her lies, he was thrown into prison. God's plan to eventually freed him, and he became Pharaoh's deputy. Job is one of the few people in scripture who's described as blameless. The writer of Job says, This was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and the man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. Job 1.1 Jesus is the perfect example of a man in integrity. After he was baptized, he went into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and nights. And Satan came to him at his weakest time to try to break his integrity and corrupt him. Jesus was holy man and holy God at the same time, and he was tempted in every way we are. Yet he never sinned, Hebrews 4, 15.
That is the definition of integrity. Jesus is the only one who was ever without blemish, was perfect, completely truthful, and always showed a pattern of good works. You have likely heard the phrase, the end justifies the means. This is a phrase used often in business, signifying that as long as the goals are hit and success is achieved, the steps one took to get there are unimportant. This is especially used in times when ethical boundaries have been breached. Unfortunately, this lax attitude toward moral uprightness has bled into the church. Many focus on outward obedience, yet when one is alone, it becomes easy to commit secret sins, ultimately developing into a whole secret life. What's missing in the lives of so many Christians is a focus on integrity. Christians have called to be like Jesus. In Christ, we are new creations and can be considered without blemish before God. In Christ, we also have the indwelling Holy Spirit at work within us, sanctifying us and making us more like Jesus. It is by God's power that we have become increasingly people of integrity. We are called to obey God and, in doing so, to be people of uncompromised morality and integrity. Integrity in our world today implies moral incorruptibility. Christians should be those who cannot be bribed or compromised because we serve God rather than man. Living with integrity in a world where the corrupt seem favored, not to mention our battle with our own sinful nature, is challenging. The first, level, uh, the first letter of Peter 3.13 gives the encouragement. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be fight, frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as your Lord. Areas of life that we need to have integrity and honesty can be as follows. One, our marriage. Always be honest with your spouse. Be honest about your feelings for one another and share ideas about how to improve your marriage. Being honest means being respectful of each other's feelings. So be compassionate and loving in your honesty. Number two, work. Being a person of integrity means that you will not engage in unethical practices at work. Sometimes such situations are gray area. That is, they are not clearly identifiable. In such cases, try to get out of the situation or in circumstance calls for it, states that you will not partake in anything that compromises your Christian values. Three, ministry. Whenever you are doing God's work, there are always a high level of integrity that must be upheld. Never do anything that in a few years will embarrass the church. Don't start a ministry from the area of ego, pride, or self-gain. If God is in it, then he will lead your way and make it grow. It's when God has not blessed our working in the church that we begin to have problems. Finally, let's talk about purity. The Bible says, Bless our pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, 8. We are not pure people by nature. Not only do we have impure actions, our impure actions proceed from our impure hearts. When our first parents, Adam and Eve, sinned against God's command, they brought evil and death into the world. Since then, we have all inherited their sinful, rebellious hearts, which taint all our actions. Striving for pure behavior without a pure heart is like cleaning only the outside of a dirty pan. The inside is where the mess is. Once you clean the inside, then you can clean the outside. 
You need a heart change, and this is God's work through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Essential purity is possible only by admitting your rebellion against God's will and seeking forgiveness by faith in Christ. Self-control helps your progress towards purity. Once you have exchanged your rebellious heart for a heart that desires to honor God in all that you see and do, you must guard your heart to cultivate virtue. Wise King Solomon warned his son, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life, Proverbs 4.32. By orienting your life towards purity, you should no longer feed impure desires. Abstain from tempting influences which might involve breaking off questionable relationships, getting rid of unhealthy material, changing jobs, and more. Set limits on your behavior and have an escape plan to avoid indulging in what you know is wrong. Your wants determine what you say and do, so examine what you desire. Do you love what God loves and hate what God hates? Do you wish for purity throughout your life? If so, then apply maximum effort to attain and maintain your innocence. This endeavor is not something to be taken lightly or carelessly. Strive toward what is pure and good and flee from what is not. Purity in today's culture generally applies to sexual purity from how you act with the opposite sex outside marriage to what you look at on the internet. Depending on the survey, you will see that the top three out of the top 15 websites are strictly pornographic sites, which shows how rampant the area of impurity is in today's world. It is addicting, and you can easily become a slave to the potentially irresistible information, even though acceptance of Jesus as your Savior has already set you free. Don't be fooled that it's only a fad. It is here to stay. And you have to be on your guard to not get addicted. Flee from all temptation, the Bible says. And this is good advice for this issue. God hates the sin, and it's important for us to all want to be in God's will, not to live impure lives. We all should want to draw closer to him and have a close relationship with him through prayer and our actions. And this definitely includes having a pure heart and living a life of purity. So what's a takeaway message? Honesty, integrity, and purity are three attributes which are critical to anyone seeking to be in God's will. You need to be on a constant lookout for circumstances which will quickly arise so that you can instinctively act in a manner worthy of being a child of God. I hope this has been helpful to all of you in improving your critical areas of your personality and life. Strive to be Christ-like in your personal and business lives as well as your ministry. My next podcast, Being Accountable for All You Do and How to Work with Your Good Friends to Make Them Accountable, as well as Being Accountable to Them. Well, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please visit my website, newgradadvice.com, for more information about the podcast, the book, and the podcast, and any services I may be helpful to you. So bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.